Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Auburn Express. You are now listening to The War Report Lockdown Podcast. With your boy Ike Jones. What's up in War Eagle, everybody? Ike Jones back. Lobtown, we are talking about Auburn versus Alabama. Ah, Auburn's headed to Coleman Coliseum to take on the Tide. Auburn currently ranked number eight in the national polls, number one in the SEC, taking on the Crimson Tide of Alabama, and they are ranked number nothing in the <laughs> – that's petty. That's I'm sorry. Y'all know I can't not do anything like that, but um, currently not ranked – uh, but a, a quality basketball team, uh, listen, despite not being ranked, this team in the net is higher than Alabama. The net likes them a lot more because of what they've done so far this season. Uh, but let's just like a, take a look at Auburn versus Alabama head to head today in the matchup. You've got Auburn uh, with the uh, excuse me, Alabama with the slight edge in points per game, 89.2 versus 83.7. Uh, and then in points against Auburn almost a nine point differential only surrendering 65 while Bama is almost giving up 75. So almost 10 points actually. And the difference there, uh, field goal percentage, the slight edge to Bama 48.8% versus Auburn's 47.3 rebounding slight edge to Alabama 39.3. They're 0.2 rebounds more per game per, on average, uh, assists to Auburn 18.5, uh, blocks Auburn's better at protecting the rim and we'll get more into that here in just a moment and then in uh, steals per game Auburn is up and you know Auburn's done well this season one of the best in the conference uh, as far as the statistical leaders for each team Janai Broom still leading in points rebounds and blocks per game for Auburn while Trey Donaldson is the assist leader and Katie Johnson leading in steals per game for Alabama Mark Sears is the leader of point in points and um, Aaron Estrada. Uh, I keep wanting to call him Eric Estrada. He is absolutely not the, the act, actor from Chips. But Aaron Estrada assists in steals per game leading there. And then Grant Nelson rebounds and blocks for Alabama. Uh, but when we get down into the, the brass tacks of this matchup, for me, it's going to be about Auburn's ability to handle the guard play for Alabama. When you think about guards for them, you're thinking, of course, Mark Sears to me, and I said this last year when we played them. Um, I don't remember whether or not I said this on uh, any show that we had, but I definitely said it on Twitter at one point in time. Mark Sears is the engine of that team. Uh, you know, um, he didn't get a lot of the credit last year because of what was going on with the star player there. Um, but he he's absolutely the engine of this team and he's the guy that i think that if you you have to be able to limit him um uh 
in order for, for you to beat this Bama team. If, if you can figure out how to bottle him up, and that's exactly what happened in that Tennessee game. Now, he did have a slight injury in that game versus Tennessee, but Tennessee was able to figure out ways to keep Mark Sears under wraps, and that Bama offense just never really got going. You know, again, Brandon Miller got a lot of the hype last year, but in my opinion, Mark Sears was the guy that made it work. Um, and he is, again, this year taking that additional step, now leading the team again in points per game. Um, but the other guy, the transfer in Aaron Estrada, has been really good. He was good in that Tennessee game uh, and being able to step in <clears throat> and 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 give them some lift offensively. Both of those guys are shooting north of 30%. Mark Sears shooting over 40% from three, which is ridiculous, uh, considering he shoots quite a bit of them. But both of those guys are north of, more specifically, north of 35% uh, from the three-point line. So... Those are guys that you, as an Auburn team, have to figure out how to keep under wraps because they are going to be what kind of makes that offense go at any point in time during the game. Um, this is going to be a tough road matchup for Auburn, despite the fact that I do believe that Auburn is the better team. Listen, I thought Kentucky was the better team. They just went on the road to South Carolina and took a big L. Um, you know, people were uh, post having the seven foot kid, uh, the the semi-pro player, whatever you call him, uh, coming in. After him getting his eligibility, people were saying Kentucky was the most complete team in the country. Or, you know, how do you beat this team? And they went out there and they took a big-time L to South Carolina. Um, so this is going to be a situation where Auburn needs to be aware of the fact that, yes, you might be the better team, but the better team can get beat on any given night, especially when you consider how adept this Bama team is at scoring, right? So, you know, Auburn has a really great defensive team. They're going to need to be on their P's and Q's to keep this Bama offense under wraps. This season, again, this team is scoring almost 90 points per game, 89.2 points per game, uh, close to 70, excuse me, close to 80 points per game still in conference play. So they take a small dip when they, when they they once they've gotten into conference play, but still scoring almost 80 points per game in the conference um, they get to the free throw line better than most teams in the conference when you look at their free throw rate they are um, number four in the conference and getting to the free throw line still in the top 50 in the country and being able to get to the free throw line and they shoot uh, 78 percent almost uh, excuse me, 79 percent in conference so they're going to get to the free throw line and they're going to make their free throws and listen I don't want to get into the home crowd whistle all that kind of thing we know what it is when um, Auburn plays against this team um, in any sport uh, whoever the official judge referee blah 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 you ain't going to get favorable whistles, especially when you're there. But um, this is a team that you have to battle through that kind of adversity with. They're going to get to the line and they're going to shoot a healthy percentage from it. Um, and they're pretty good from two and three, right? You'll hear Bruce, hear Bruce Pearl talk about, uh, you know, this team's better from two than they are from three. This is a team that you need to run off of the three-point line. Now, they really only have two or three guys that are going to be dynamic as three-point shooters but they still shoot a good percentage as a team over thir almost 39 percent as a team uh, but when you look at the guys that you have to look out for um, of course Mark Sears is up there at the top um, Aaron Estrada is up there at the top Ryland Griffin has stepped up and, and done much better from the three-point line this season um, the only guys that are struggling uh, from the three-point line that if you had told me going into the season he would be a guy that would be in the bottoms of their team as far as three-point percentage. Grant Nelson has not shot the ball particularly well this season. Uh, from three points, uh, he is only shooting 26.8% right now, and he was supposed to be kind of the prototypical stretch 4-5 for them this year that was going to be able to step out and be 
you know, a an additional ball handler in the mold of, of what a Brandon Miller was and uh, a dynamic guy on the perimeter for them as well as on the interior. Um, and he just hasn't been that so far this season for them. Now, he is rebounding the ball fairly well at almost six boards per game, but um, just on the season so far, he has not shot the ball particularly well. Um, now, as far as their ability to to defend, you know, that's going to be a whole other story. This Bama team, I think, was a better defensive team last year than they are this season. Uh, but they are still pretty good. Like when we talk about, um, you know, points per game surrendered, you know, they're still giving up over 70 points per game, which isn't great. Like I'm not, you know, I don't want to hype them up as some, but they're, they're not as good as they've been traditionally. They're, they're not great uh, defensively. Uh, but what they do fairly well is limit three-point opportunities for other teams, and they're able to run you off the three-point line. I think for Auburn in this game, we talked about offensively you need to be able to shut down their guard play. I think offensively in this game, Auburn needs to be able to get to the rim and be able to be really good on the interior in this game and really dominate the paint. This team um, in Bama has not been great at, you know, without Charles Bediaco there, their interior uh, defense has not been as good this season. Uh, when we take a look at uh, just some of the defensive stats for this team, um, you know, in their ability to rebound the basketball, they're down at number seven on the defensive glass. Offensive glass, uh, they're up at the top, but uh, the, the, on the defensive glass, they they they're gonna they're prone to give up. Uh, some offensive rebounds. So Auburn needs to be able to get in there and get second chance points versus this team. Um, they are, you know, block shots per game. They're not doing very well overall in block shots per game. They're not a team that defensively um, in the on the interior has done particularly well at stopping paint touches um, as far as their two-point percentage defense right now. Um, they are, let's take a look at this. amongst the lowest in the conference right now at number 12 in the conference in defending the paint so far this season. Um, you know, so Auburn needs to really be able to, you know, the flex cuts and all of those things that they, that Auburn does really well to get assists uh, and they, they, and they get a lot of assisted threes out of that, but they need to be able to get a lot of those paint touches. Uh, this is a game where I expect for Bama to try to play a lot of zone to pack the paint uh, and stop Auburn from being able to get the interior, uh, or at least on the low block, into Janai Broom. I think they're going to pay a lot of attention to Janai Broom in this game and try to force Auburn into taking threes uh, and feeling comfortable from outside. But this is a game where your high post guys have to be able to do their thing. And I'm talking about Jalen Williams. I'm talking about Chad Baker-Mazzara. Those two guys really need to be able to impact this game, whether that's in points or assists, uh, but they need to be able to get into the high post against the zone because I do expect Bama to play zone. If Bama plays man against Auburn tonight, um, I, I don't know how – I mean, it's, it's going to have to be a very – like they're going to have to be doubling the post a lot. I just don't think a matchup with Janai Broom – um, is going to work well in the post for Bama. They don't have the kind of shot blocking that will allow you to do that. You know, maybe they decide to slide somebody else besides Grant Nelson over to, to be the primary defender on Janai and, and have Grant Nelson be the help guy to be the second guy coming over to block shots. I don't know, but this is a game where Janai Broom should be able to get 
what he wants at points throughout the game. Um, but again, I expect for Bama to try to come out and play a little zone to mitigate what they don't have as far as interior defense is concerned so that they can roam a little bit more and not get caught. Because, you know, Auburn's going to play a lot of high screen and roll stuff. They're going to, you know, if they're going to go into a man defense is, is Alabama, Auburn's going to play more of that five out style, four and four out, you know, uh, and, and try to make sure that the paint is going to be open and keep Grant Nelson and, and the other shot blockers that they do have away from that and make them have to react differently. So I'm expecting to be able to see that sort of thing from Auburn tonight. Um, in terms of what I hope that Bama, excuse me, what Auburn is going to do as far as defensively against this team. Again, this is a team that shoots the ball effectively from three. So I'm expecting for this Auburn team to come out and really close the airspace and make them drive the basketball. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't think a zone is the right approach against a team that shoots the three like Bama does, uh, but they have a very dynamic motion offense that they can go into and I think Auburn will, will need to be able to just close the airspace. The guard play for Auburn defensively is going to be really important. Now, what Auburn does particularly well that Tennessee as well does is switches a lot of stuff out front. And this year, they have guards that are a little bit taller, a little bit longer to be able to close that airspace more effectively. So I'm going to be looking at the foul situation for our guards, number one, and then how well and effective we are in switching some of the action that, that Bama is going to want to do. The the primary issue that, that I see that Bama's run into so far this season when watching them is that they aren't patient in their offensive sets. They get into a lot of one-on-one -on -one action and the ball gets stuck, right? So it's going to be in somebody's hands and Mark Sears is going to dribble the ball around a lot. He's had a very high usage rate this year. It's going to get stuck often. If they're sharing the ball, they're a much better basketball team. That's most teams that are better when they're sharing the basketball. Bama's not done a really great job of sharing the basketball this season. So Auburn needs to be able to make them stay in that mindset of, you know, your turn, now it's your turn, now it's your turn, and be able to lock up defensively. This is a game that Auburn absolutely can win, uh, but if Bama gets hot from three, they're able to beat anybody in the country. So it's really going to be incumbent on them of running them off the three-point line and then contesting when they get into the lane. Uh, so this is a game where a guy like Dylan Cartwell needs to stay out of foul trouble, be a, uh, patrolling the paint and being able to get in there and absolutely affect what they're doing when he has his minutes. If he's going to play, you know, the high teens minutes like he has been recently and having effective, um, you know, 10 to 12 points in that offensively, defensively, you know, this needs to be a two or three shot block game for Dylan Cartwell, in my opinion, because Auburn's going to want to run them off of the three, get in there in the two. Cartwell staying out of foul trouble, be able to get a couple of blocks in this one. All right. I want to get over and listen to what or read what you all have to say. I appreciate you guys jumping in here with me. We're right here, Lob Town, with our members. And we'll start it off with Dead Tempsey, who says, Let's effing go. We're tearing down Coleman tonight. War Eagle. Looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. I am going to be hitting the road. It's a little going to be a little rainy out here. So y'all uh, keep your boy uh, covered. And hopefully nothing crazy happens out there on the road with all the rain that's going to be happening. Uh, Matthew Cofield says the only way we lose tonight is if we beat ourselves. I think we are objectively a better team. I don't disagree. I think top to bottom Auburn is a better team. When you talk about which I haven't really gotten into is the minutes distribution for this uh, Alabama team. Uh, let's see here. 
far as minutes per game, they have one, two, three, four, five guys that are up over 20 minutes per game. And then it drops down to 16, 15, 13, 11 in their rotation. Mark Sears, again, playing heavy minutes for this team. In that Tennessee game, he got into some early foul trouble and he was getting frustrated by the, the guards at Tennessee that were doing a really great job of keeping him off of his left hand going downhill because he likes to get to the left. He's a left-handed guy. Same thing with Estrada, another left-handed guy. He, they want to get to their left hand going downhill. Estrada very crafty in the lane though with you know he's he's taller so he's able to finish a little bit differently very crafty in the lane he's got like a little uh spin move situation that he does where he does like a little left hand jump hook uh off the bank it's not really a hook but just kind of like a push shot off the bank um that he does pretty frequently that I think is 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 a very good shot for him to be able to take but they want to get downhill on their left hand. Tennessee did a great job of forcing them to go right number one, so getting them away from their strong and effective hand. But then number two, making it difficult for them to get free rim runs. Um, so it frustrated them quite a bit. So I expect Auburn to try to do something very similar to them. But they are very top heavy as far as what their minutes distribution. Again, Mark Sears um, averaging over 30 minutes per game. Estrada, 28 minutes per game. Grant Nelson's averaging almost 26 minutes per game. And then Rylan Griffin is averaging almost 26 minutes per game, right? So that's four guys right there that are all averaging over 25 minutes per game. So when Auburn gets teams into that second unit, that's where Auburn's able. And this is why I disagree with just about everyone who says that Chris Moore should come off of the bench um, and Chad Baker-Mazar should be starting. Because when that second unit comes in and Chad Baker-Mazar is matched up against the other team's second level, um, three or four he's eaten their lunch because he's a better basketball player than them right and so it gives you a, a boost coming off of the bench and what he's able to provide you number one and or if they're playing heavy minutes for three four and he comes in he's coming in with fresh legs versus somebody who's been out there playing for a minute so i like the rotation as it stands right now now you wish you could get a little bit more offensively from chris moore but i don't think you need it i think you need to be able to continue to play really sound defense not saying that chad baker mazara doesn't play sound defense he absolutely does but i think that when you go to that second unit and you have guys like Trey Donaldson who run your club absolutely wonderfully and then you're able to close with guys like Chad Baker-Mazar, Trey Donaldson, KD if you need to. I think that that's a really a really effective way and Coach Bruce Pearl has done a marvelous job with managing the minutes and the rotations with this team so far this season. So I disagree with people who say that Chad should be starting. Uh, but yes, top to bottom, better team in my opinion. Valencia agreeing with something I said. I said the same thing, shut him down and make him turn the ball over. That was about the point of Mark Sears being their, uh, really their their engine for their defense. So uh, Mark Sears, uh, you know, again, uh, Estrada has been the guy who's been the high assist man for this team. Mark Sears uh, in his assist to turnover ratio is something like, uh, let's see, he's got 3.6 assists and he's averaging 2.3 turnovers. That's not a great assist to turnover ratio for him, right? So again, he's a high usage guy. He, he gets the ball in his hands and the ball tends to get stuck with Mark Sears this season. So expect him to, you know, especially if they're they're not getting um, points early in the game. He gets frustrated. He starts trying to force his way to the basket, forcing up some threes like that's just kind of the player that he has morphed into this season for them. Um, when they had a primary go to guy in a score with Brandon Miller last year, he was a bit more deferential to him and he could he could come and be kind of a second score and and you know average 
in the the high or the low teens per game and they would be fine because they are going to get 15 to 17 from Miller. They're not getting that this year. So he's up now to almost 20 points per game, but he's also been a reason why that offense has been, been a bit more stagnant because he's such a high usage guy. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to keep him under wraps this game. Wizard Dragon says Sears is shooting around 48% from three. Yep. He is currently, um, Oh, you said 48%. Let me make sure. Oh, yep. He is 47.3%. I don't know what I said earlier. Um, if if you're correcting me. Um, but yeah, 40, 40, 47.3% is what he's shooting from the three-point line. So if I said something differently earlier, I apologize. But yeah, he is definitely been a dynamic three-point shooter for this team. Uh, Justin Wills Williams jumps in and says Bruce needs this win because he's three and five against Coach Oates. I think Bruce uh, needs this win more than just for that, but just to keep the lead in the the conference right now. Right, only unbeaten team right now. Bama's only got one loss. Kentucky's only got one loss. So you get into a scenario where now you are two games ahead in the the loss column for Bama. So in the, the march towards trying to win the SEC regular season title. This is a big win. Um, and on the road so far this t season, you've gone to Arkansas, you've gotten a big win. Um, you've gone to Vanderbilt, which was a quasi home environment, and you've gotten a win there. Um, but you lost your only other true road game on the season when you went to App State. So you need to be able to, number one, show that you can win games on the road in tough environments. But number two, be able to give your team the confidence that they're able to close out stuff away from Neville Arena. Uh, so this is important for them for just the conference going forward because there's some tough road games still left on this um, season. At Tennessee, you're going to, I think, get, go to Mississippi State, right? So you need to be able to stack some wins earlier so that you can absorb some potential letdowns later if they happen. Um, so hoping this team can continue down the road towards road wins. Uh, Brad Browning says, I don't know the actual stats, but it feels like Auburn has trouble guarding threes. Is it just me or is there some validity to that? Um, I think that is more of a feel than anything, but let's take a look at what the statistics say. As far as defensive percentage, Auburn is number two in the conference, 18th in the country in three-point defense, uh, surrendering 29.1%. Um, on the on the year right so that is you know they're top 20 in the country on three-point defense so far this year um they did a really great job against that Ole Miss team who was one of the better three-point shooting teams in the country and running them off of the three-point line and giving them tough contests when they were taking um I think this team has gotten progressively better defensively early in the season I think that it felt a little bit more like that because you were seeing a lot of open threes out there but I think that they've they've solidified their defensive rotations a lot more. And so um, teams just aren't getting those open looks from threes consistently like they were earlier in the season. Uh, JBSMV says Trey's going to bully that boy, talking about him versus Mark Sears. Uh, Trey's definitely, you know, a, a guy that you, I think that's going to be an interesting thing to see is how Alabama is going to deal with the changing dynamic of what the offensive guard plays, particularly from the point guard position is going to be. If Mark Sears is going to play his typical minutes per game, again, he is averaging, let me make sure I have this up here, 30 minutes per game. If he's going to continue to be a 30 minute per game guy, um, 
those 10 minutes when he's off the floor, then there, somebody's going to be out there getting toasted. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't think that any backup guard is going to be able to handle either of the start of the starting or backup guards for Auburn. And then I think that you're going to get into a scenario where you're going to have a very tired Mark Sears who's going to be running around chasing fresh legs all day. Um, and I think that that's going to be another key thing for Auburn. Put Mark Sears in as much action as you can defensively. Make him guard the entirety of possessions. Make him run around chasing guys around screens, which is why, again, I think that Bama's going to try to play more zone in this game. But you need to make Mark Sears work. all. If he's going to play 30 minutes, make him work all 30 of them. Make sure that he is going to be the least effective player out there on that court because he's tired for the vast majority of the game. Test his endurance in this game. Uh, Dave Bush says, run them off the three-point line and limit the second-chance points. Post-game needs to uh, control on the offense we win. Yeah, I agree. This is what I was saying earlier. You got to run them off of the three and make them contested twos. And I think that's been the toughest thing for Auburn this year. Again, not a great team at protecting the rim so far this season. Dylan Cartwell's done really well in his minutes. Shania Broom, I mean, though he's got good blocks per game average, I just don't think that he's been the, the difference between you know, and I hate to compare people to kind of the gold standard of rim protection in Walker Kessler, but the difference between a Walker Kessler and what you have in a guy like Janai Broom or even a Dylan Cartwell, more so Janai than Dylan, is that Janai gets a lot of blocks per game, but he doesn't affect as the number of shots that a guy like Walker Kessler or even a Dylan Cartwell does, where he might not get the block, but his presence near the rim makes it where it's difficult for people to get clean looks at that stuff. Uh, so though, again, he's going to have a high number of blocks per game and, uh, on the season, he's going to end up averaging a good amount. The impact that he has on the paint is not felt in the same way because Walker Kessler, you know, true seven footer. And then he was just really good at utilizing his left hand, his off hand to be able to impact shots. Walker Kessler is a different animal and he's still doing that in the league right now. So that wasn't just some fluke. Um, so and, but that's been a kind of a difference in how Auburn's able to defend in the paint is that they don't have that true rim protector out there. And, you know, I talked about this with Alabama. Alabama doesn't have the Charles Bediaco in there this year. They're even worse when it comes to rim protection um, this season. So they are – Auburn needs to be able to dominate, as you said. The bigs the, – the, the, the front line needs to be able to dominate – um, the front court needs to be able to dominate in this one uh, to make sure that Alabama feels punished on the boards and feels punished in the paint. Um, so looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Kyle Corley says, we know this Auburn team is special. It's now time to put everyone else on notice. This is going to be a big game to be able to do that. Again, Bama's not ranked, uh, but it is a team that by Vegas odds, ESPN odds, um, if you look at stuff like the T ranking on this, or if you look at um, just any of the predictive analytics, Bama is better, higher ranked in Ken Palm and all of those things than Auburn. The statistical analysis and data points all say that Bama is the better team from, you know, what they like from the modeling of just who they've played so far and how they've fared in those games. But this is a game that Auburn needs to get to put those statistical models on notice. Hey, it's not a fluke. You know, I know we lost to Baylor, the only other, you know, the, the big non-con game that we have. I know we lost on the road to App State, but we have been putting the absolute 
hams to everybody else. They've been putting hands on hands and feet on every other opponent this season, and it's time for them to be able to show that in this one. Valencia jumps back in and says they need this quad one to add to their resume for seating in the NCAA. Absolutely. This is a big game for them to be able to get a better resume. Um, David Bush jumps back in and says Sears has been playing around 35 plus minutes per game in conference, which is even worse. His minutes per game in conference have gone up. They've needed him to be able to play more minutes to be able to be as effective as they need to be offensively. And with the usage rate that he has, like it just means that their offense without him in the game, their offense is stagnant with him in the game. They need to make it really. I need to see if if Mark Sears is going to be taking shots in this game. It needs to be late shot clock stuff where they've you know, he's dribbled the ball around for 20 seconds once he gets it past the half court and forcing up a late look or it needs to be him shooting an early probably bad by most accounts shot in the shot clock and be in it, and it be a one shot and done whether it's a make or miss you know contest and then grab the rebound end of that possession for them that's what it needs to look like offensively for them tonight versus this defense jbs mv says cheney johnson breakout game uh i don't know i mean this could be a good game for cheney i i think that cheney is a guy who you know I wouldn't expect a breakout for him on the road. I, I think a, he needs a home breakout game before I expect a rope breakout game for him. Uh, but he is going to be a guy who I think will have an opportunity to be very impactful on this game just from his athleticism standpoint. Um, TS is correcting me and says Auburn is now higher in Kim Palm. I haven't actually looked at Kim Palm today, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, they've been they've been rated higher in in almost all of the uh, the rating systems that I've looked at recently. And so I don't know why they favor Bama. Well, I do know why they favor Bama so much. But uh, Auburn's making moves right now. And this is a game that should be able to prove a lot of people right. Uh, Max Effort says, I want this one bad. Listen, I think I don't think anybody wants to be able to lose to that team across the state. So we as Auburn fans are definitely hoping for the correct outcome in this and the correct being the Auburn Tigers getting the victory. All right. That's enough of me rattling on. We will definitely talk more about this game. I won't be on a post game tonight, but I will give you guys some final thoughts and reactions uh, tomorrow for this game because I will be at the game tonight. So I'll be on the road. So hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to you guys tomorrow since we don't have a morning drop. But before y'all get out of here, like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, share the content. We'll be back at you guys with more Lobtown stuff tomorrow. But until then, and as always, War Eagle.